Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting, and thanks for joining us on Founders and Friends for another awesome podcast. Let's give a quick shout out to the Cruise Consulting accounting team. We're very fortunate. We have a ton of people at Cruise who work on the monthly books for our clients and get them all set up, due diligence ready, rocking every month, answering all the clients' questions, making all those adjustments. And there's no better moment for a founder and for us, really, when founder says, hey, I think I'm going to get a term sheet. Are my books ready for diligence? And we get to say, yes, they are. Fire away. Send them over. Give them access. That is a great feeling. It's the feeling that lets us know we've done a job very well done. And nothing is better than watching that cash hit the bank account. So if you are a venture-backed startup, you're going out to fundraise, maybe check us out. Check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. We love what we do. At taping here, I think we have 575 clients. Clients raise over a billion dollars this year. So we know what we're doing. And hopefully we can help you be successful in your fundraise. All right, let's get to the podcast. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty. Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today my very special guest is McCall Chaplinski from Pipe. Welcome, McCall. Hi, Scott. Welcome. We're laughing because he, he was giving me instructions on how to say his last name. Uh, you guys are a really exciting company. I'm excited to, to have you. We've been talking for a long time, and I think we've been sending some clients over to Pipe. And uh, yes, so it's time are. to have yes, you on the podcast. Are. Welcome. Thank you. It's it's truly a pleasure. Yeah. Well, maybe you can start off just by retracing your career a little bit and telling everyone how you landed at Pipe and what was so cool about it. Uh, well... My career, it's a bit of a whirlwind of various actually careers. I'm one of those guys that started and uh, I started as a trader in a hedge fund world in Europe. Uh, I'm originally, so you can probably sense it from the accent, I'm Polish, but I grew up in Belgium and in Israel. So I started as a trader. Then I did a complete 180 to uh, make uh, my parents happy and became a lawyer and a partner. At, <laughs> at, uh, Schulte, Roth and Zabel, which is a, you know, major law firm, just dealing with hedge funds. If you deal with hedge funds, that's pretty much uh, a law firm for majority of those. Exited then hedge fund world, became an operator, actually one of my clients at the Bank of New York Mellon, uh, in the wealth management group, uh, spearheaded European operations, then US operations. At the height of it, I had, you know, seven to $800 billion in asset under management reporting to wow. within my structure. So massive operations, the bank of other banks. Then, were your parents happier with you when you were had the 700 billion reporting to you or when you were at least, Well, my parents were happy that they could understand lawyers. They do understand banker. They do understand. Okay. Good, else, so good. right now, interestingly enough, I'm, I'm back to the bottom of my cousins being doctors and lawyers are much better <laughs> off because, uh, they can be expressed. So my parents are architects. So it's, it, you need to have a trade in your hands. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. So yep. An entrepreneur is not a trade. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Or a founder of businesses. So following the bank of New York, Maryland, together with Ayal, I co-founded Fundbox, which was my first. Um, oh, I didn't know you were part of Fundbox. That's awesome. Amazing. Yes. So, um, so I was part of the funding US team. We, I created the structure of what fund books is right now from the legal and operational point of view. I always interjected those two worlds and, um, 
utilizing my legal background, just like, you know, many of other great operators utilize their background either in finance. I don't have that one. Uh, I have a trading and legal background. So I utilize yeah. that one. Started Funbox, uh, which was the, you know, the original fintech. It was. Um, I actually just talked to, I talked to one of your co-founders maybe like a month ago. And I'm forgetting his name, but he's starting another company. And Bastion um, or Eyal? I think it was Eyal. I, I, I can't yes. quite remember though, but yeah, super. And actually one of the uh, Cruise alumni actually went and was a controller at Funbox as well. So I know the company. And then I'm familiar with Blumberg Capital, I think is one of the investors. Yes, in Blumberg so. is David yeah. is, is one of the investors. Yeah. Well, you know, we've raced from a lot. We've raced from uh, Mr. Bezos himself, uh, General Catalyst, uh, Kosla Ventures, Spark Capital, Pimco. It's really, it was the creme de la crop and building it at fully automated. So we, from the very beginning, which is what carried. So the story of Pipe is many of my friends laugh at this, that they say like, well, how come in two years you built such a big company? And I say, well, the story of Pipe started about in 20, 10 uh, when uh, we started with with uh, with Fundbox because All it's the always been a reiterations of yeah. uh, so Fundbox for for all the listeners was the one of the original fintechs is one of the original fintech very successful and we have been providing financing to small and medium enterprises but really on the smaller sites on an invoice so basically uh, cutting the the so called net 30 60 90 problem yeah. which is the merchant credit. So again, for all those listening, listening, if you have a small business, um, you'll find yourself with effectively speaking, financing your purchaser because they will never pay you at the time of the delivery of goods. They would want uh, 30, 60, 90, and sometimes even more of what is called the merchant credit, which is, I will pay you after I actually sell that. Yep, yep, so yep. Funbox was bridging, bridging that gap. Following that, I got approached by Steve Aloka, uh, who was uh, uh, head of PayPal credit and just became a president at Lending Club at my very meeker to assume an operation and legal role at Lending Club following oh. the, the, the events uh, there. And I was uh, friends with some of the Lending Club people too, Mike Norris, and uh, I'm forgetting the other guy's name who's on the institutional side, but yeah. Yeah, the interesting part is that I know both the old stuff and the new one. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I was charged with becoming or in acquiring a bank. So, you know, on my CV, I can always put, well, I acquired Radius Bank and actually we became the first fintech that became the bank. And I remember together, that. I remember yeah, that. Together with Steve turning around, truly turning around the shop uh, into the, you know, the modern, uh, the modern fintech and proof is in the pudding. When we, when we entered the trucks, tra the stock traded at two to three dollars a share. When we left in uh, fall of 2019, it was at twenties and then in the forties in the spring. So, um, I think it's a fantastic business. One of the largest consumer fintech lenders. If you think about it, we were doing over a billion dollars in loans a month. And there were days, there were weeks when we had 30 to 60,000 applications a day. Wow. That's yeah, it's insane. A, it's, you know, it's a massive operation yeah. that is, you know, meeting the needs of Americans that get into credit card debt. The yeah. major use yeah, case yeah. of Lending Club is credit card refinancing. But then for one of the investors, Harry and Josh, uh, 
my co-founders at, at Pipe raised a uh, pre-seed round on the basis of we will find a way to finance SaaS businesses. And through the investors, we got connected because I guess it was Michal has been and I've been, so David Sachs led the round. David also collected one of the seed rounds at Fundbox. We got connected and I joined the funding team of, of Pipe. And Pipe, the story of Pipe is, is as follows. Like I well, knew- Let me interject real fast. They are so blessed to have you because those are two of the iconic Fundbox and Lending Club. You know, and you, uh, you worked your way through a ton of I'm truly of legal... blessed also to have them. I well, yeah, of so course, a little of course, bit about, but... about my co-founders. So there's four of us. There's, uh, uh, so let's start with uh, Josh this time. Josh leads our product. He is truly a visionary when it comes to the UX and very much how Pipe feels and 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 uh, looks and feels it's, it's to his uh, um, benefit. Um, Harry is a master of the sales organizations. Uh, I always wished I had a co-founder like that. And finally I have, and, uh, Zane is, you know, an engineer extraordinaire, truly a wonderful human being. If you ever get him on the podcast, he's just one of the best <laughs> humans awesome. out there. Not that anybody else is not good, but it's just, Josh is just, just the same. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. good human. And, and, uh, but then it comes me with the financial services background. I knew very little about the SaaS. They've never been in FinTech. Pipe got created. So yeah. and maybe a little bit now to the listeners, what's Pipe so that we could please, talk please. about use cases. So Pipe from the very beginning, we realized the following. We need to create a, not another FinTech. It's been done. I've done it at Fundbox, on the con commercial uh, consumer at Lending Club. We wanted to create fund FinTech 2.0, which, which is actually a trading platform. So what Pipe is, and Pipe was dubbed in the media as NASDAQ for recurring revenues. We are a trading platform for recurring revenues. Instead of trading equities, like you once you, you trade on uh, or fixed income, you trade on the exchanges like NASDAQ or, or NICE. Yes. At Pipe, you trade recurring revenues. We have the companies with recurring revenue. And I know that we've been also dubbed as SaaS, but we started with SaaS B2B. That was the initial what Harry and I went yeah. into our investors uh, to raise the funds. But right now, two years since funding, nearly 50% of our volume is non-SaaS. Wow, really? Is, That's amazing. We have property management fees, venture capital management fees, massive direct-to-consumer platforms. We have movie and TV royalties trading platform. I just finished talking with one of the largest owners of music royalties. Every single thing that has a recurring nature can be traded on a platform. Because from one side, from, so from the companies with recurring revenues, we look like a financing provider. Just yep, everybody yep, yep, wonders yep. why we can compete with the banks, with other sources for capital, because we actually don't compete with them. On the buy side, we have the banks. Yeah, uh, one of yeah, the yeah. largest purchasers of this type of an asset of recurring revenues are banks, credit funds, and family offices. Yep. They view this as a fixed income asset. Because yeah. when you think about it, this is the time how Pipe was born. Literally, 
Harry, Josh, and Zane set in a WeWork in uh, West Hollywood in 2019. And they explained to me how SaaS operates. I knew very little about SaaS. And I basically Googled, uh, went to Investopedia, Googled the definition of the fixed income, turned around the screen, and I told them, read this. This is how I view it. Yeah, yeah. That's really They viewed it as great. a product because they were on the sell side. I viewed it as a buy side. I viewed it as a stable recurring revenue fixed income coupon yep. that somebody can keep buying. Yeah. Well, for the I, for the audience at Funbox and probably Lending Club, you know, historically fintech, you're you start with expensive capital, you're doing the loans on your own balance sheet or some funding mechanism, and the the fintech fintech playbook is to drive your cost of capital down. And that's ultimately probably why Lending Club became a bank or bought a bank because they could have a low cost of capital. What what Pipe is doing is, hey, we're not going to lend off a balance sheet. We are going to connect people whose balance sheets will tell will will kind of drive their behavior and their it, risk it, appetite exactly. will drive their behavior and their cost of capital will drive their behavior. That's kind of like what the leap you've made, right? Exactly. When you think about what I call fintech, fintech 1.0 and again, I'm, I'm a co-owner of Fund. You were there. You were there. And I I was funding, there and I I've seen it. We've we didn't actually talk about this, but I actually funded a bunch of companies and my partnership funded a bunch of companies in that world, like On Deck Capital, yes. Zest Finance. I looked, looked at Wonga, but, you know, like all those companies. It was, it was Fundbox was right right in that zone. Right well, in that our, time. Our, our whole sales team it comes from uh, Cabbage. So Rob mm. and I, you know, founder of Cabbage, yeah, Cabbage. we yep. from these times. So I, uh, you know, took the took the team out of there, and you know, we were able to build a sales team of uh, over twenty people in a space of a month because we took the team that was working together with each other. It's just those relationships that you, you know, as an operator, you you build over the years. But uh, you know, coming back to 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 pipe, we are the reason why. We're not also there's a couple of things that I like to always say to, to the audience. Well, not anti-equity or anti-venture that that is misconception from the day one. We, we have we've raised over $350 million in equity capital. A lot of this from venture provider, venture capitalists, but also from ecosystem players, which yeah. I know, Scott, you mentioned you want to talk about it. So let's let's put a pin on it for a second. Yeah, yeah. There's time for equity. Typically, it comes at the seed stage. In order for a company to enter Pipe's trading ecosystem, you need to have revenue <laughs> because you're trading recurring revenues. So a situation like Theranos without revenue would never happen. Like, and so there's a place for venture capital, which yeah. is seed round A, building the company. The They're also not mutually exclusive. You know, you can do both very, very successfully. Exactly. Know? And that's what happens at typically around A and B or for bootstrap companies. The moment you have recurring business, you should be doing both. You should be doing equity for the exponential growth. Pipe is the working capital. Pipe is the earned contracts. What you trade on Pipe is your recurring revenues, the contracts that you signed you're just waiting to get that money because it's either paid monthly or quarterly over a period of year two years or three years so we're basically pulling all of that capital forward 
to enable the companies to fund their operations so that they use equity capital for that exponential growth, while pipe is used for working capital day to day, what's needed every single day to turn on the lights. I, and it's I the same it. with venture debt. Yeah. There is a space yeah. for venture debt. I know that you were involved in it. Pipe can, uh, on the pipe trading platform, you trade a percentage of your MRR or ARR, however you look at, so monthly recurring revenues or annual recurring revenues. A lot of time, venture debt will provide several times your MRR or ARR, depending on how your business operates. That's, again, used for that exponential growth. There is a time we actually cooperate with three largest venture debt providers where we sit together. There's equity, there's venture debt, and then there is pipe. We're That's just awesome. an additional source of capital. And right now with what's happening, so we're recording this on May 18th for the audience. So um, stock is where it is, yeah. uh, stock market. Um, and equity financing is where it is as well. Yeah, so it's a tough market right now. There's, there's What we're kind of seeing is tons of seed and still tons of A, but the Series B, Series C, the mid-stage rounds are getting tougher. Um, exactly. And as a lot of VC and are, A, I'm an angel yeah. investor in a lot of companies. Seed and A is like nothing happened, but this growth stages yes. are getting yeah. tougher and tougher. Yep. So instead of for all listeners, instead of trying to do a down round or a flat round, contact Pipe. Uh, if you have recurring revenues, you can actually monetize on them and move your business forward, uh, you know, capital. So one of the reasons and one of the stories of one of the largest investors in, in Pipe, it's a huge bank. Uh, I always represented together with Harry, we deal with uh, investor relations, um, that we are reinventing debt. And uh, the chief operating officer of the bank stated, no, Michal, you're actually not only reinventing debt, you're really uh, reinventing capitalism. Because what really Pipe is, if you think about it, is a massive risk transfer platform from the sell side to the buy side. There is nothing that would prevent my two daughters, they are seven and 10, in 10 years when they get their first jobs, to connect their ADP or whatever oh, their wow. HR That's account. Awesome. Ah, yeah. you see, Scott. Yeah. If you connect your your salary provider, whatever it is, your bank, why wouldn't Mubadala, Government Pension Plan of Norway, Japanese banks, Swiss banks, they would love to have access to that credit. And it's, add hundreds of thousands of people like this, yeah. this is really what Pipe is. Pipe and for is the audience, just in that example, like, the, I forget what bank you name, but like their cost of capital is probably zero, you know, or point something. It's probably so negative this it, one. Yeah. Yes. yeah, you know, it's like, it's, it's like any, the yield spread for them for trading, you know, buying these traded, uh, in, you know, receivables or invoices or promises for a payroll. And that example is like super, in, super attractive as long as it's safe because yeah. they're, they're in the money, they're in the business of making that spread. And so, that's really, I, that's why I think it's so fascinating about what you've done is that you're letting, you're letting uh, people who have way lower cost of capital judge, judge the risk, judge the security, judge whatever it is and, and make a bet. And those, these are smart lenders. These are smart people. Oh yeah, who... we have, we have smart credit funds. So Pipe is actually two things. So on the sell side, you, you see, so in the companies with recurring revenues, you see us 
and that's probably part of the reason of Pipe's massive valuation. You know, we've been valued at over two billion. Our stock in secondary transactions trades at you know way over this, which is what's actually unusual for the secondary transaction to trade at a premium. But it's yeah. it's the realization of what we have created. We are actually building at the very beginning. One of our you know uh, investor at Round A, Jim Palota, co com compared us to. He's one of the best hedge fund traders out there. Round Tudor and now has a, a fantastic P uh, private equity group called Raptor Group. Uh, Jim told me, Michal, Pipe is very similar to Uber or Airbnb, and I was like, No, we're not. And he said, No, no, you, you don't you, you don't understand. Jim is hardcore trader. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. You're building two companies at the same time. This is what really pipe is. We, yeah. When you think about it, Uber, we have a driver app and yeah, a rider yeah, app. Yeah, yeah. You as yeah. a, me as a rider and you as a rider would never see the other one. There are other functionalities like insurance, car leasing, um, background checks, and all of that stuff on the driver. So the same thing with pipe. We actually have two companies that we're building at the same time. We're building the cell side company led by Harry and and Josh. That's the company that that's the companies with recurring revenues. And then we have another company, the, the buy side led yep. by me, which is the institutional investor. So on that side, we built a, a trading platform, not for, for folks. I know that crypto is not right now. Uh, in vogue, uh, it was, but now everybody is, is licking their wounds. But if it'll you come back. Coin... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you look at at, at Coinbase Pro, uh, that's what pretty much we have built in yeah. not four years like day, but in less than uh, eight months, we've yeah. built a fully institutional trading platform which connects to the trading terminals at hedge funds. And on top of it, oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. That's oh yeah. Amazing. And on top of it, we build a ratings agency system. So you actually trade in the baskets of companies on the basis of grade. So we follow Fitch naming methodology. Think of triple A's, double A's, A's. Is that kind of like your lending club background too? Because lending yeah. club had the same tiers, multi A, B, C's, and then sub tiers. Exactly. But where we yeah. flipped it, Scott, is lending club's model was a black box. We actually fully disclosed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Folks, uh, I can't disclose our buy side participants because uh, we are under the NDAs and they yeah. don't want to folks to know that they are playing on it because they want to get the uh, the best assets as soon as possible. But but the reality of it is that the way they do, they work it, they study our ratings methodology and our ratings, and on top of it, layer their credit box so they know what type of companies they like to invest. They identify it in our ratings methodology, and via their own trading terminals, they bid for it. It, it is a trading platform. Hey, it's Scott Orn, and we're going to take a quick break from the podcast to give a shout out to the cruise tax team. Gosh, it's so nice to have an in-house tax team. I can't even tell you. Uh, we have some really amazing professionals on the team. It's over, I think it's 13 people now. And we do everything from your federal state income tax return, state franchise tax filings, R&D tax credits. Those are pretty popular these days. And guess what? They're there for you when you go through diligence. A lot of people don't know this, but you actually go through tax diligence, not just operational kind of financial diligence, but you do go through tax diligence. So it's nice to have Vanessa Cruz on the phone with your VCs and with the accounting firm they hired to diligence all your stuff and the law firm they hired to diligence all your stuff. 
Vanessa knows what she's doing. She's done this a million times. And, uh, and not, it's not just Vanessa. We have a really great team of tax professionals that will do those calls too. It's, it's kind of sometimes the difference between getting around closed or having it take another two weeks because something was disorganized and the tax compliance wasn't done correctly. We hear those horror stories from clients that come to us. So, hey, if you want Cruz's tax team on your side, we're here for you. Check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. Thanks. Oh, so I didn't know they were bidding. I thought they were just kind of... So there's a competitive market. It's almost like a bond market where people are bidding and driving it is the a yield. Bond, but it's it's yeah. a fixed income. Exactly. Yeah. You're bidding. You're having uh, each each uh, entity on the platform has uh, spending orders uh, with pricing for each and every grade. And if their bid wins, they get allocated recurring revenues on the platform, and then they clip the coupon out of it. That's really amazing. You've built it's it's impressive. I mean, you're right. You built you guys have built this like in two or three years, right? Like it hasn't been very long. It's been I, I it hasn't been very long. I haven't slept much. It's it's every day. I I I joke. I uh, I try to get up earlier. Um, and earlier. your beard has a few gray hairs in it. You still have yes. a, you're still yeah, mostly but colored. I, but I'm developing beard. a lot of gray hair. We actually yeah. shared the picture. So we have the picture when we started the company with Harry Josh. Zane, me, uh, Lucas Wagner, our CFO, we looked so much younger. And that's only two years ago. That's the funny thing is that the realization of it is that I don't really understand. So, you know, one of the like quintessential thing, I don't really glorify founders, funding startups, etc. It's hard. It's really hard. Um, it's you probably you're probably better off doing something else, financially speaking. Um, you know, there's very few that succeed and even that, when you think about it, you could probably better off doing something else. You really have to like this financially speaking. I mean, like I know the stories, I, but this is like way. the yeah, same point way. zero zero one that really makes it out of the blue. The rest is a 10 year spill. And after 10 years, you have, you know, 5 million in equity. I yep. mean, you're better off working and getting Google and uh, or at Amazon or wh wherever else. So so the reality of it is that you have to like that kind of the world of the whirlwind. And the fact that that, and I couldn't really understand it like 20 years ago when I started with it. Why do people want to hire only with experience with startups? The reason for it is that startups is a self-starter game. There's no real, there's no real boss. Uh, yep, yep. The boss is you and your own expectations against yourself. And even with the C-suite, yes, we have people reporting to us, et cetera, et cetera, but there are their own self-starters. They are. Oh, it, for it, sure. That's how startups are built. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and Cruise is the same way. Like we're a startup too. We, I'm third employee. My wife started Cruise 10 years ago, you know, 10 years it takes a long time to get where we are. I have to be respectful of your time. So we've only got a couple more minutes, but. We talked about you, you put a pin in it with the kind of ecosystem players, but like quickly talk about that, like Shopify, oh, the other investors in Pipe. And so how that we, we took a very unusual step to fundraising. We, we have raised from venture capitalists, but majority of our money came from the ecosystem players, from the banks and from other, what we call them originators. So Pipe.com is what you guys see as Pipe. But in our bigger vision, it's actually one of the, it's the proof of concept. It's the first originator, but there should be nothing to prevent Shopify merchants from yeah, trading their that. recurring revenues from their 
merchant dashboard. The same with Square, the same with Stripe, the same with NetSuite, and the list goes oh, on interesting. And accounting on systems. And on. Had thought of the accounting systems, but Shopify. It, it, you, you should be. But, Pipe is, yeah. when you think about it, you can't call NASDAQ and say, I would like to buy 10 stock of Uber. You need to go via uh, a broker dealer. You need to yeah. go via a, a gateway. Yep. We are the trading platform. We built one of the gateways in order to build the market and prove the market. But we are in no way competing with other lenders as well. So you may say, oh, Pipe is competing with other lenders in this space. No, that's not true. Uh, there are several lenders that lend to recurring revenue companies, e-commerce companies. Yeah. They're actually trading their loans on the platform. We are an access to capital. Yeah. If you have a recurring revenues and every loan, your car loan, your student loan, um, as a business, your, your SMB loan is actually a recurring revenue to the buy side. Yep. Instead of raising a warehouse line, so for the audience, warehouse lines are just large credit lines that banks give to most of the fintech lenders. You can actually connect via an API and have built a fantastic tech team and engineering team where they built a whole system of actually connecting to our trading platform where you can connect your loan system, your uh, into the platform and start trading it directly. The same yeah. with Shopify and uh and the merchants shopify merchants or netsuite or stripe square would never know that they're actually trading or obtaining their capital on pipe we're not interested in it like if you if you ask me do you know if lending club is on nasdaq or new york stock exchange you would probably be like uh, okay i don't really know it doesn't really matter yeah we are the venue for it, but we stand, sit behind other originators. That's super interesting. McCall, this is amazing, man. I'm so, and I'm so glad. And you have, you share, like we were talking about your founding team, like you have the same charisma. It's awesome. I'm so glad I had you on. Uh, we, Thank and you. again, I have to be respectful of your time, but I could probably talk to you for like another hour. Uh, can you tell everyone where to reach out to pipe if they want to, you know, explore, if they want to use the tool, how, you know, how can they get involved? Pipe.com. Uh, it's actually very easy. It's uh, pipe.com. You connect your data sources, your bank account, and your billing manager. So the way you you bill with your customers, if you bill them via uh, your own system, you can just export a CSV file and do that. The process takes two minutes. And if you do it before 1.30 uh, Pacific time, the money is in the bank account the same day. Uh, wow. from the trades. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's in immediate. It really takes two to five minutes. Like I each and every time show it to our investors that 45 seconds experience and they are shocked that you can obtain that. So go to pipe.com. When it comes to jobs, contact me on LinkedIn. We're massively growing. Great engineering talent and product talent is what we're searching for. And capital markets. Pipe is a fantastic place to work and a fantastic place to interact and obtain capital. So that's what we are. I love it. Thank you for coming on. Very excited about Pipe and looking forward to introducing you to even more Cruise customers. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. All right, buddy. Thank Bye -bye. you. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends.
Listen to this and friends with your host, Scotty Old.